I'm telling you, man. Hey, fam. Welcome back to yet another episode of I'm Telling You. I'm telling you. Yeah, Ethel's in the house. We actually skipped the green room on this one. Uh, we did a super awesome special play thing instead. But uh, yeah, as always, we like to say, please reach out to us. Hit us up. You can get us individually. Um, gem- G-E-M-I-N-I at directionsandmusic.org. As well as... Bleep, bleep, bleep. At ITYstudios.com, too. So, That's correct. Yeah, Gemini, either uh, directionsandmusic.org or ITYstudios.com, as well as, yeah, me, Philly D, P H I, double L Y, D, at directionsandmusic.org or ITYstudios.com, of course, as well as now Miss JD has her own email as well. Is Miss JD, M I double S J D at ITYstudios.com. Uh, as well as, yeah, for uh, first time listeners, this is a 30 plus uh, friend or 30 plus year friendship between you and me and uh, doing dad quotes, movie jokes, talking to anyone, everyone, everything about anything, everything, and all things. Well, uh, I mean, just train of thought, man. We don't have a train of thought. We just. Well, that's, yeah. Well, there's turn, no tracks for our train. That's yeah, right. Just turn it on and go. But, you know, that's uh, that's how we roll. But, yeah, and then uh, sometimes we even get guests in the house, which lately we've had. But, yeah, my man, if you'd like to go, uh, please tell the people who you are. And yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. I'm Justin Judd Gothier from uh, Menominee Nation in Wisconsin. And... Uh, well, because you were talking earlier about your uh, your uh, you call it a screenwriter. You were like, which yeah. means I'm not getting paid for it, but right, I'm still a right. screenwriter. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh man, I've been on the ledge like three, four times. I'm just not <laughs> doing it anymore. You know, like I've literally gotten there several times and had to be talked down by mentors and friends. You know, um, but it's a frustrating. It's really like a, the drill sergeant of like um, the writing genres, the forms. It's super structured. It's super. Uh, see, it's like really regimented. Rigid, yeah, and um, depending on what you're writing, you know, format is just sort of industry stuff. Like you have to format your stuff certain ways for. What you mean like the way it's written out and like, like yeah, feature versus um, like forty minute drama or you know twenty TV movie. Yeah, or, yeah, like twenty eight minute comedy. They right. all have kind of little variances in how they're formatted. 30 second inter- or uh, commercial or yeah yeah all right to the commercial basically right like ramp up into your commercial and then so they want to come back yeah right well because yeah. you also have to literally paint the word picture so as you're writing yeah. stuff out it's got to be like this is what it looks like this is who's there this is yeah like direction i mean dude that's yeah 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 it's it's just uh but it's a super interesting um form of writing too like the um they have a couple of great, um, there's a couple of free, actually, uh, screenwriting programs. I think it's like Viking or I don't know. Google it. You know, <laughs> they're out there. But I have Final Draft, Final Draft uh, 9. And that's really a nice experience, man, because it just switches from action description to character to dialogue for you. Like within the, you just have to select it and boom. So it's, it's all formatted, like, yeah, it's, it's yeah, all format, like a nice template, basically. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's awesome. Because yeah, I mean, yeah, we've been we were talking ourselves. Um, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Like, well, that's like a- I, I do realize that there's it's heavily dialogue driven. Maybe if you're good enough to write a narrator in there, you can fill in parts of the story that way. And there's there's it's dialogue and basically stage direction and character direction. But that's so much. Like I wouldn't even know how to go about writing something like that because it's yeah. it's multi leveled. Yeah, yeah. There, there's like seven elements on that page, 
at, a, at any one time. You can have like, so much stuff to take. Yeah, care. yeah. My favorite, uh, and this is kind of in the weeds, like again, inside baseball jargony shit. But um, <clears throat> so in a screenplay under a character's name when they have the parentheses, and then it says like um, something of like a. Um, a barometer of what they're do, like their intention. A yeah, like yeah, <laughs> they call it a okay. Riley. Okay. <laughs> w R Y L Y, like Rye humor, wit or whatever. Yeah, right, right. So it's called a Riley. I mm. love that. I love it. So the Riley factor. Yeah. The Riley factor. That why does that sound like a really horrible like critic show? <laughs> yeah. You did the Riley factor. Like I don't care what you're watching. I don't like your. It could be the name of a show. Where screenwriters get together and talk about like the Riley oh, Room, you know, could be called. Ooh, yeah, there you go. I just gave you an idea. You know, run with it's a million it. dollars. <laughs> <right here. laughs> He's like, you see what I just yeah, did yeah, for yeah, you? Yeah, I yeah, gave yeah. you this. I You're know. welcome. I know. Thank you for that. I'll be there checking it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm just working. On, I like. I sort of um, have about four or five scripts of different genre stuff. So like a sci-fi, a horror, a nice, nice action. Um, one is like a um, pilot. Um, yeah, so I'm just working on like, like I have four things and that's when you get an opportunity to get get it in front of somebody's eyes. Yeah, because you, you, know? you, got, you got enough to like, you're yeah, like, oh, you don't like read, this? Well, how about yeah, this yeah. one? Like you, you, like you put your um, show pony up front, you know, like, mm. oh, I like this one. I really wrote this one well or whatever, you know, you put that one in and then if they ask for more, you have... Back up. You're like, oh, they yeah, always ask also. for more. If yeah, they want course. you, they'll ask for more. Dude, that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I have yet to hit, bro, to get a job. But I've been uh -huh. doing it for only uh, six years. Okay. And some people in the, like in the industry, the average is about nine years if you stick to itiveness and you're and you have talent and you just work hard. You I mean, might be able to break through. I feel like that's for most things because, like, yeah, yeah. even a decent business, you really don't yeah, hit yeah. your stride until you, yeah. you get like eight, you nine, invest ten years a lot of and time and oh yeah, we're aware. effort. Yeah, man, yeah. we're uh, we're uh, on our third year now of doing all of this, and we just added like video and whatnot and a bunch of yeah. other things, and just now we're really starting to to grow and take off. Which yeah, by the way, people at home, we absolutely love you. Thank you so much. We Thank do. You I know, just you guys in. are awesome. Thank they you are. for tuning in. So let me, well then, how did you get hooked up with doing uh, Between Two Knees? Oh man, um, so I was, I went to IAIA in uh, Santa Fe, the Institute, uh, the Institute for American Indian Arts. Okay. It's Santa Fe. So um, I met Megazy there. So Megazy is one of the 1491s, the five headed hydra you're right comedy, the voltron the, the voltron comedy hydra that is those guys you know to our generation they're kind of um they're like the boys who made good you know okay story yeah yeah, and yeah. they all kind of like joined at the same time around 2009 when uh youtube was only like a year old you know it's like too. Yeah, we've had that discussion where we're like yeah. YouTube was literally because it was I think it was like the Super Bowl or something where like it popped oh, yeah, off and yeah. people were just like we we need to have a quickly you know easily uh, accessed quick video little video thing. YouTube yeah. was born. Yeah, man. So those guys posted videos on there back in the day, mm. and they have a pretty ridiculous catalog of videos. You should check them out at fourteen ninety ones. Okay, they're hilarious guys. Well, dude, I mean, I love reservation <clears throat> dogs. And they're a little bit younger than me, which is kind of weird. 
Mm. Like the oldest one is, I think, like only two years younger than me or something. But so they're all of like a generation, you know, they're a cohort. Um, right, right. Guys that connected. Yeah, and you, I mean, you can definitely see their uh, their influences. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's very you can there, there's a passionate uh, reference and expression for the stuff that they do. I mean, that's like yeah. dude, uh, just watching uh, Between Two Knees was. I mean, it's like that's why I, say I love Reservation Dogs. Like the way well, yeah, they write. Cool. Uh, I'm glad that spoke to you, man. That's uh, okay because it was it was comedy, but with learning. It's like, hey, let's have some information. Let's have some actual truth. Yeah. But you know what? Let's laugh at it a little bit because it makes things. I mean, laughing at your pain really does make it better. Yeah, yeah, so. I agree, man. I mean, that's been a. Um, it was a crazy uh, ride for Sterling when he got that show. Um, yeah, I can imagine because yeah. I mean, it was like season one and two were like literally back to back. Yeah, yeah, and we were um, mid rehearsal in the room. So the guys were all, like I said, um, we had like 30 pages, you know, and then yeah, right. the bullet point, <laughs> list, pull, that's which funny. was genius. It was a genius idea um, because of the way we built the show together, like in the room. So you guys like and, really come across as a family. And they all showed up, all five of them were there with nice. laptops and they were all in a Google doc, right? And it was hilarious, man. They were, like I went behind, Dallas was sort of like the um, record keeper. So he had the dock open or whatever. But like if you looked on his screen, it looked like a lightsaber battle on the screen, basically. Like people would write a sentence, like a yellow cursor. And oh, right, right, right. And the right. one would come and you know, put, put something else back in. It was so cool to watch them uh, create in that space, you know. Um, yeah, it was cool to watch them create in that space. Um, yeah, like literally on the rare. fly, no less. Yeah, too. super rare, and it was everybody in the room pitching in. Um, but they were sort—they're the arbiters, you know. They keep what, a corral. What made it into the yeah? What made it into the script um, was is their final say. But we have a lot of bits that we built into the play, and they love that. I mean, we're self-referential, and we reference them, and we reference yeah. current events. And, you know, dude, there's so many throwbacks and like crisscross. Like it's just, dude, yeah. it was. It's, it's heavily. Uh, it's like influence. our conversations. Yeah, you're right. It's all pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all. Yeah, it does remind me of a conversation that I've had <laughs> several times <laughs> with different people. You know, um, <sighs> but yeah, man, it's um, it's an interesting ride. You know, to it's like a history. It's like a history of the world. Mel Brooksy and dude, I said Mel Brooks with, would do like. Um, oh my god, yes. Uh, um, what was the other movie I was thinking of? Dude. Oh, uh, not a movie, but uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, right? To dude, the galaxy. I, I put it as like um, That's what, uh, the 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 guys intentionally like because they're all pop culture guys. Oh, you too. can tell. You can so, tell. I mean, it's so deeply layered. That, dude, like, just the, the Temple of Doom references with the Kali yeah, Ma. Yeah, and yeah, like, it's in dude. one of their videos. Yeah, yeah they they're freaking do. like holding the heart up. Like, yeah, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Oh, ah. yeah. like, dude, they're, really, they're really hilarious, man, those guys. Um, and then tossing the Rubik's Cube in there all like random like yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Just, That's one of my favorite uh, ads, really, man. I like that there's, it's like um, incongruent, you know all the stuff in the show. He's like, how is there a like Rubik's right. Cube in 19, you know, 
Well, that's where I mean, we were talking War about II. building the uh, the the Briggs uh, whatever bridge and stuff. Like, and it's just like you, oh, yeah, you, yeah. you legit bring in quantum physics yeah. and you know yeah. like the, all these different uh, yeah, the hypothetical League. theories. Yeah, the Ivy like, League crowds like that shit. You know? <laughs> Nerd <laughs> shit, yeah, yeah, yeah shit, dude, it's man. hilarious. I mean, why not reference them too? You know, they're just another. But I think and that's the thing about w- the way this whole production is, is while you're telling these stories, while you're giving this history, you're still encompassing all of the people. Because, I mean, while yeah. there's the running joke in it where it's like, you know, see you later, white people, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, and all. Yeah. But it's it, there's comedy behind that. But at the same time, it's also when you have that education, when you get that back and forth, none yeah. of that stuff even matters anymore. And that's why you can laugh at it. Yeah. It's a really interesting um community of comedy on reservations um, right right like indigenous comedy is very like um i interviewed one time uh charlie hill the um oneida um comedian he was on the the richard Pryor show like back in 78 it was like right. the first time a native american had a, had any kind of like significant uh stage time you know and richard Pryor just put him up and uh, he kind of blew up after that. So he did the Tonight Show a bunch and Letterman. He was close yeah, friends yeah. with Letterman. Um, he's a really interesting guy. Anyway, he was a contemporary of my dad. So of that generation, um, um, he passed away a few years ago. Uh, but I got to interview him and talk with him, get to know him like later on in life. So we, were, we became friends and stuff. Nice. Um, but yeah, he was telling me that um, all these stories, man, it's just really interesting. Um, the one that I recall, and I think this is Googleable too, but um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Don't threaten the fact checker. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. loves looking shit up. I'm pretty sure it is. But um, so he was going to early on in his career. It's like the mid late to late seventies. Right. He was going. He was living in like an exurb of New York somewhere. I don't know where, but. And he would catch a ride in to town from David Letterman in a pickup truck. And they would pick up um, <laughs> Michael Douglas, he called him. But he's Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. You will know because so yeah, yeah, yeah. no, we um yeah. so we uh we know Mark Scheffler who actually used to oh, run okay. in that circle. Oh cool, cool. Yeah. Ask so, him if he knows Charlie, he might know him. Well, um, yeah, because he was telling us the story about where he's kind of legendary guy, really. Well, because he was he was talking about where it's like he's going to hang out and it was like he sees this guy and it's not David Letterman, it's David from was Chicago or no uh, Pittsburgh or wherever he's from or Cincinnati. I forget where he's from, but it's, it's Pittsburgh. It's who you are and where you're from because that's how they introduce you as a comic yeah and they're like telling you like oh yeah this he's a weatherman yeah he's a weatherman yeah. and it's just like what yeah. the hell he's a comedian now but yeah, yeah he ran with like robin williams and a bunch of those cats yeah, yeah, so it man. was like that was that was the circle back then yeah it's great i love uh i've always loved uh, that comedy like stand-up comedy um i've always thought it was a really interesting um approach to art like doing an art like I think getting it's, something out to people. Yeah, I think it's yeah. the most raw and the most severe. I mean, yeah, comics. If you don't, if you don't make it right away, I mean, it's a rough life. Yeah, it's a grind, man. I mean, grind. It's, and yeah, we call it the circuit where you just sit there and just laps. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about that a lot when we talk about you know, like you don't realize like the most depressed person person you could ever meet seems like a clown on the outside. Yeah, and like you don't realize what. Yeah, the happiest that's where clown the is actually the saddest clown. That's actually where the comedy comes from. Yeah, yeah. It's through pain. 
Yeah. Well, that's what we were talking about is we always talk about how the again is funny. Um, <laughs> I heard it one time that a, a good joke, like one that actually does good. So it's funny, mm-hmm. but it also benefits is there's a little bit of truth, but mm-hmm. then a, like a little bit of pain. And so it's like, you know, hey, I'm going to share something with you, but then I'm also going to tell you the dark shit about it. And it's like, I'm going to do that as the again, because now it makes it funny. And it's like, now yeah, we yeah. can laugh at the pain. Yes. Yes. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, mean, I heard I heard a very corny joke the other day. By all means, please, we love that <laughs> jokes here. <laughs> you know, uh, when I inevitably choke to death on gummy bears, please tell everyone I died from bears. <laughs> it was a bear attack. What did, Plural, it was an two, army of bears. bears. Yes, she did the uh, JD did the joke the one time where it was like uh, the lifeguard yelling at the person out in the water, like "Speak up! I can't hear you when you're drowning." <laughs> it's like, like, what? <laughs> I don't what? <laughs> yeah, we, we do. We it's love a good dad joke around here. Right? Imagine dying on gummy bears. I think I would. I'd have that song playing in my head. I think. What bouncing here and there and everywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duck, that's not a duck, that's a fish. Whack, yeah. As, as my soul bears. is separating from my body and I'm starting to float up, I'd be singing it to Dude. myself. Like, <laughs> Which, that's the thing now is like gummy bears aren't just gummy bears anymore. Now they got like weed gummy bears and like yeah, yeah. CBD gummy bears. So it's like, yeah. you, you probably, I mean, you probably feel like you're dying, but you actually don't really, but I don't know. So they actually are more like dancing Grateful Dead bears. Right? <laughs> they are now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> So what's been like, uh, so is this like one of your first biggest productions uh, Uh, as an actor or? I think the first at OSF was crazy. It was, I think it was like a hundred some shows, 120 or something. Holy crap. It was an eight month run. Now, what uh, did you play as? Because I mean, I honestly, even though it's a it's a very small ensemble cast for mm-hmm. for between two, mm-hmm. I feel like you're pretty much one of the main characters. You know, yeah. as Larry, because you're just you're so you're just you're there. I mean, you're for, mm-hmm. you're, you're Morgan Freeman and Shawshank right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're yeah, the, yeah. the narrator, but you're also a character. Yeah, it, it's uh, that ensemble um, style is nice for that, so you can sort of assume any role you need You're right. for the story you know you also but, have like 34 freaking outfit yeah, changes yeah. yeah it's crazy um I, I, I do have a sustained run through the show basically i have to say I, I love the whole premise because like you guys were saying it's like the kind of the stuff that you're dealing with it's it's difficult to talk about yeah you know but sure. at the same time it's like it's it's tempered by this completely ridiculous like uh-huh. like ignorance of the truth when, when the things on the stage with the eagle and dropping yeah, yeah. it it's no longer there yeah. we're, we're looking yeah. up oh, in the sky yeah, yeah. and like everything it was very I know, everybody Brooks. in the crowd's like wait no it's all, oh it's on the steam we damn it he got me yeah no <laughs> yeah there's a bunch of funny little bits like that really but then everybody kind of ad libs and it's and it's it's cool because it's it's not like it even needs a director once it gets going. It's yeah. like you put it together and it just kind of yeah, you guys nice. all take direction from each other. Yeah, because yeah. like one line obviously leads to another, so you kind of have to it's like true, a good man. band, right? Yeah, you got to jive together and yeah, you know, vibe. It, uh, uh, we we just uh, we've had verification. It uh, there was in fact Googleable. Uh, ah. The Michael Charlie Douglas and, and all. Well, all of the what you were saying, she basically. Oh, okay, to cool, me. cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. She, uh, he uh, said that Letterman picked him up in his truck himself. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Charlie was a cool guy. On that interview, he said um, 
indigenous comedy is like secret stash. That's what he said. But that was like 2009. Okay. Uh, what, what, I, you, I, heard, I heard that reference before, and I feel yeah. like I know what that is. I mean, I know what a secret it's stash like is. But it's like concealed. So as in a literal reference to the- It's just in, insular inside the community. But gotcha, they, gotcha, but right, whenever right. Whenever you see Indians in the, in the world, they're always usually laughing, you know? Um, Do you know what cracks me up? Every like I go, I've traveled throughout. You know, not all of the world, but enough. Like I've yeah. been to Africa, Europe. Yeah, I've been yeah. through most of like That's northern cool, and uh, you know, I'm trying to get to South America. I want to get over to Asia, but yeah, I'll be honest. The only people in the world that I really never see laughing, mm -hmm. white people. Oh yeah, yeah, it's everybody else that's having a good ass time. And yeah, it's yeah. like, dude, it kills me. I know you're running into a. Uh, Happy one every once in a while. I guess. <laughs> That's, it's one of us. I mean, we're all hanging out together. So but yeah. no, dude, I've, I've literally, because I mean. We like I, to laugh around. Natives like to laugh around all the time at a lot of stuff. Well, see, I was born in Spain and raised outside of uh, Los Angeles in a Mexican barrio. Like, so uh -huh. I was raised very much Chicano, oh, okay. which is why, I mean, I, I I perpetuate the stereotype, but I love tequilas, you know, low riders, low riders. and tacos. Yeah, yeah. But dude, let's be honest, that shit is dope. Yeah, yeah. So it's not so much mm -hmm. that it's a Chicano thing. It's just, that shit's good. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, having that same kind of like upbringing, like I, I know what it is to have that like inside of your, your cultural yeah, community yeah. where it's like you, you don't get it. Like you, whole, didn't, you didn't yeah. grow up poor. You're there's not going to. There's a whole language and, yeah, you there know, is. Uh, for each individual place. It's really interesting. Dude, there's like dialects within yeah, the dialects. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's why I always love. It's nuts, man. Whenever you, well, whenever you travel, like. Progression of slang terms that they called you. Oh, you, like you knew yeah. you'd made it when yeah. Once they they actually referred to me as Wedo as sort of like Puto Maracone or like oh. you know like Wedo <laughs> <Yeah. I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, is like that hey, you're, was like you're nice. one of us, that's but you're just like light dude. skinned. Yeah, no, but it's Pretty that's funny. Yeah, that's when they stopped like kicking my ass all the time, and they're just like, "All right, cool. That's that's the crazy white well, kid." What did that's, it start at? Little, uh, like Blanquito and yeah, Puto Maracone. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. They used to call me Puto too, because <laughs> nice. it's like even more of an insult. Because then it's like now you're a female whore, mm -hmm. dude. Yeah, I was a little butterball though, oh, yeah. but I played soccer, so I was like the fastest little butterball. Plus, I was always getting my ass kicked, so I just had to run a lot. <laughs> so I just I got to be really fast, but I never that's lost it, like the weight. Like I just until I like actually stretched. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, I'm like just up pretty well. Yeah, which when I was like it. 16. Yeah, dude, I had yeah. to grow into my paws and kind of shit, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. but you know, once I started fighting back, and but what that's yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. dude, I, that but I love that 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 inner, you know, it's the inside joke yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, it is. But uh, I think starting around right around that time, which is crazy, because I did the interview with him, and uh, you know, he's from a different generation, you know, um, and his experience in the industry was very singular, man. Like he was one of the only indigenous comedians that was doing that those big stages, you know, otherwise there's, there were like a lot of regional guys too. Um, but mostly Midwest Canada that I knew of, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah. Well, yeah, cause I grew up, uh, again, Cali, you had like the improv and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, like all that stand up prime. comedy yeah, was like, dude, out there was everywhere Yeah, man. from like 10 o'clock until like two in the morning. Most channels yeah. had the stand up comedy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the improv that. from LA or Vegas or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, what was that one? Was like a, a comics live. Remember yeah, that dude, interview yeah. show? Yeah, oh, it was right. a good one. 
Yeah, man. Well, but that was, oh, yeah. And so, I mean, but I, I also grew up very Mel Brooks. Because mm-hmm. the second, the, the first movie I ever saw on the big screen was Ghostbusters. But the second movie I saw on the big screen was Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. And my mom was just kind of like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to introduce him to Mel Brooks. And I like laughed my ass. So she's like, oh. You so like we that, literally man. go home. She's like, "We're gonna yeah. we're gonna get uh, Blazing Saddles. You're gonna you're Whoa. so here I am at like eight and a half years old watching Blazing Saddles, and it's just like mm-hmm. he gets me. This, yeah, this is funny. Like I get this. Yeah, I I remember watching all kinds of inappropriate movies as a kid. <laughs> you know, like I should not have by all rights. I should not have watched. You know, but see, this The is Shining at like <laughs> five. That's like wrong. Pretty much, well, see, but it did influence me in some way. So. Absolutely, but and that was what cracked me up in my house is my mom introduces me to Mel Brooks at like eight and a half, nine years old. But mm-hmm. as at like nine and ten years old, I'm not allowed to watch Three's Company or MTV. Okay, because it's too much. Sure, sure. Which overload? Which kind of, well, you know, overload, young man. Slow right. down. <laughs> well, but it was it was because of those it was the the connotations and like the sexual nature and like it was all that kind of stuff and I'm just like yeah. so, okay so you know really crazy truthful honest humor uh-huh. okay but you know yeah. boobs and ass not so much I'm like all right cool yeah. but Three's Company I mean it, dude it's, yeah it's pretty nothing innocent. actually happened it's pretty innocent really yeah, yeah I, never, I, I never I never I never was well, there was a propo- you know there supposed was more innuendos. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, plus, you know, it's Jack true. was supposed to be gay, so Bus it was like, buddies, oh. Buddies. Oh, yeah, buddies. Yeah, buddies. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to bring that Same. up earlier. But I have a question. <laughs> uh-huh. When did you decide you wanted to be a screenwriter? Like A screenwriter? I, yeah. yeah um, you, have to, you have to speak into the... Hello. Yeah, is this like your first time on mic again or something? What the hell is it? You've been doing this for over a year, lady. Like day one. <laughs> well, yeah, she's used to be like, I'm over, I'm over here on the, I'm on the yeah, side. Yeah. Like, I'm not actually in the room. Yeah, normally she's not here with us. She's in North Carolina, but. Hey. But yeah, no. So yeah, what uh, what got you into one screenwriting? To, yeah, I I got accepted to the, so it was an MFA program that was low residency, so it was called the low res program at IAI. Um, so you. So were you already in school and then this was an additional program then? Yeah, I had just graduated from UW-Madison with my uh, bachelor's. Nice, nice. In in, uh, creative writing. So then my idea was, like, I went back home and one of the uh, librarians there were like, there's this program, you know, it's for writers and they cover all different kinds of genres. So they do, like, narrative and short fiction and poetry and screenwriting. And so it's this beautiful little program that has like five, six disciplines represented. That's nice. And uh, so I wrote a piece for that. I wrote a short story because I had never written a screenplay or like I think I owned the Seinfeld scripts, that big thick book of the actual scripts, you know? Yeah, the yellow pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like as far as like screenwriting, I had only tried it one time before in like 2000 with my buddies and we were just we just got like a copy of Sid Field's like screenplay like the old 1981 bible of the industry during that time well right 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 but uh yeah so that was the only time I tried it to hackers or whatever right yeah yeah I tried it and I liked it but I was writing uh with two partner writing partners you know and it was uh it was just a whole other problem back then remember because like we didn't have like uh, 
the internet really there wasn't google docs i mean it wasn't that prevalent like not everybody had access you know to the internet yeah yeah we did not definitely did not at that time but we had like the hard floppy like the hard disk you know the three and a half or yeah yeah and my buddy quarter my buddy had a um brother maybe my buddy had like a a brother five and a half three and a quarter (laughs) one of those one of those brothers with the screen the pea soup green like old word processors that look oh, like, oh, yeah, like yeah, almost that like the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Commodore Coleco yeah, yeah. type shit. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, with the clacky clack stuff. But uh, yeah, he. Uh, She's the clickety clack of fact oh, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's just cool, man. But so, I mean, did you. Is So I guess that's when you just kind of like got bid by it, but then you yeah. didn't come back around until. Well, I, I wrote the. Um, Short fiction story. So I think it was like 15 pages. And it was um, my entry. And then, so they accepted me in. And so I went. Um, like I said, I had just graduated like that. Spring. Well, yeah, you just had your back. But so would you get your bachelor's, bachelor's in? in creative writing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's sort of a natural step for me to do. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, there was a lot of um, writing programs I was looking at too. So now how but well picked, do you spell? I, I, let's be honest. Spell? <laughs> dude, I'd dude, say I'm all right. I'd, I'm pretty good at writing, but my yeah. spelling sucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of dis- I mean, like, so, dyslexic. Dy- I'm like, dy- dyslexic. <laughs> dy- <laughs> dy- 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 you know. I can't even yeah, pronounce yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That's how dyslexic my I can't even say that shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm dis something. I don't know. Slysdexia. come out our last interview. I always get my merge with. Yeah, you got to pronounce. You got to speak. You can't. Dude, this is, see, she, li- dude, literally been with us for over a year, and it was like mm-hmm. the first couple episodes, she, she's like very mousy, and it's like all uh-huh. of a sudden she's in the room with us, and it's just, so, how did you, you gotta come on, you, you're better than this. <laughs> Talk through the mic. <laughs> Talk to right here. Oh, uh, that's well, like some Bruce Lee shit. You don't hit a man here. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. You work with uh, yeah. audio guys, I'll tell you that. Yeah, you got to project. I don't know if that's true. That spot behind the mic. Well, because I mean, so when we were watching the play earlier, so this is the second time I got to see it. The first time I literally sat middle, middle, middle. So I'm like middle row, middle aisle. It's a great seat. Whether it's a movie or a play, it's the perfect spot. Yeah, it's a great spot. So I got to see everything. But then this time we got a nice little like almost offside stage kind of. We were down on the bottom right corner. Like every time you were popping up, dude, I was kind of like, I kept eyeballing you and just like just see me at, see me look at I'm me break character look at let me, me. i'm gonna do yeah, this yeah. i was trying to I'm mess with you lucky that way man i don't dude you because i wear because um, i wear glasses in life you know okay and anything beyond about seven eight feet <laughs> pretty damn blurry to me <laughs> i have so contacts i'm blind when you look okay. when you yeah, literally yeah, say hey i can't see you you're that's the that's not a joke yeah that's it's not like, a joke it was uh, You're like thanks for laughing at my pain, dicks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a funny uh, um, little thing happened in tech that when they were like, "Okay, we need to set this door." So we have a roll-in door and we have a fly-in door. Yeah, you do. Um, so those have to. There's like a delicate dance of that shit because um, you don't want to get squashed or run over oh, by yeah, stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it's got to be clear lanes and everybody. And they just need. They needed like seven seconds. You know, we're, we're like, we can do the change. We just need, and I was like, I'll do it. You know, the director, Eric was like, suggested a few lines to say. And I was like, and he was like, just something about parenting, you know? 
So he said, do we have any new parents in the house? And I was like, oh, okay, that's a nice question. And then I just riffed on it. Dude, I don't know. Then you like crack over. You're just like, oh my God, I've been doing this monologue for two years. Yeah, Why did yeah. you tell me? Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's all the 1491 ones wrote that. But there's a couple little bits in there that are me, you know? Dude, we've we've had this discussion before where some of like the better movies we've enjoyed, the directors are like, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. What do you got for me? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when you get to do that and then that stuff actually makes it. Yeah. So like what was some of the stuff that you got to put in there? You're just like, yeah, this. And they're just like, yeah, yeah. The one I love best is the, um, what a value. Yeah. (laughs) That was was like three plays in one. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, because that came from, uh, actually came from the screenplay my buddies and I wrote together. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so it was like a road movie and the our so characters your own were reference back to your yeah, own yeah, shit. To dude, my own that's stuff. Like, dude, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, and I, I love that too, that you're, they're really, I mean, you bounce in and out of that reality where there's like, when you, when you jump up like that, it's like there is no fourth wall. Yeah, yeah. It's really Bugs Bunny. I mean, dude, you know that's um, a really good way to say it, Bugs yeah. Bunny, because yeah. he really does come He's across. He's a mix that. of Bugs Bunny, Groucho Marx, <laughs> Chief Dan George, um, Max Rakitansky, and probably like all of the guys. The fourteen ninety one. Yeah, all five of them. Because um, you have to, because it's their words, you know. So I just found out recently because I mean we're we're big on doing our research, and uh, I saw a couple of posts between you and a couple of the cats with like Dallas and stuff, and so I started looking yeah. into it a little bit more. And I was just like, holy crap! I was like, I just thought, and it, it makes sense as I've gone back to see it, but you know, uh, William or Billy uh, Knifeman, mm-hmm. his you know his character in Reservation Dogs. Yeah, I thought he was just like one of the guys guys are like one of the friends of the guys yeah, but yeah. then to like realize it's like oh holy crap it's like do you get like tarantino and guys like that where it's like really thoughtful intelligent stuff and it's just yeah. like i'm gonna be in this too mm-hmm. and it's like dude yes i love yeah. when they do that he's hilarious yeah. i love his shit on reservation dogs oh, yeah, like yeah. his he's scenes great, just, dude, he cracks me up he's great he's he's ready to i can see him getting some work like he's working pretty steady now so i can see him keep getting opportunities and just hit something, you know, some series or a great project, you know. <laughs> He's like, here, can you drink more? And he's just such an irresponsible <laughs> guy. Yeah, actually, I didn't even have any, so I'm, please. <laughs> Thank you, this 80 proof fucking for. double frozen cider shit. Mm, it's delish. Keeps you nice it actually warm. is pretty good. It is delicious, yeah, made yeah. by yeah. Gemini himself. Yeah, three times of it. Well, it was made by God. I just fermented it. Was made- it. <laughs> it just it came I through just fermented me. It. Let's just- give credit where credit <laughs> right. And there was a definite assist by Gemini. Not to mention fungus played a part. So Science. You need Science. it. Serious. You need it. Dude, you know, so I'm um I'm a, a fungus. I'm a cultivator by nature. Like mm-hmm. I've been growing stuff for ages. And I mean I do yeah. uh aquaponics and you know, yeah. like literally have fish in pond water cool. growing like so the 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 simple fact that you know we we call ourselves like carbon creatures, like we're built uh-huh. within all dude, if it wasn't for the bacteria and the fungi, like we yeah, wouldn't yeah, yeah. be us ourselves. Yeah, it would be so painful to die. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking hilarious bro this is, no because it's like i feel like you're 
you're, you know, Larry, the character, the narrator from, uh-huh. from the show, like, I feel like there's quite a bit of you in there where it's just oh, yeah. like, oh, I got a microphone. It's like, is yeah, this thing yeah. on? It's like, all right, let's fucking make this happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there definitely is. I don't know. It's this big, weird thing that I ran into in my life. And I look, I consider it a life's work right now, you know? So this is all my focus on, like, my main focus is between two knees, but I have other interests. I mean, you said you got four of your own Johns going on yeah, right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's awesome. I don't know. I'm trying to make a go of it, man. I'm trying to, what I'd like to do is um, create a, um, like a school, not a school, but attached to my tribal college back home and make like an arts program in there. Cause they don't, awesome. have, they don't have like a fine arts program. Right, right. So I would love to do that. Um, but just give back, you know. I mean, you, you get to a certain age and it's like you, you see the need for it, you know. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a dream of mine anyway. It's like a 10-year plan. Bro, I'm right there. We can talk off mic. We got, sure. I got you and me. We're going to... I'm right there with you. I have these same style sure, plans bro. and things. My yeah. Like for real, for real. I mean, how many, you can just have so many toys, you know, and then it's like, <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Pretty much. Looking yeah. How many Grubhub Taco Bell deliveries <laughs> does one man need? Well, dude, we uh, we talk about, and this is this is something. How, however many it takes. The, the extension. <laughs> I've of, never ordered Grubhub. Ah, uh, never once. I fulfilled Grubhub orders having a restaurant, but yeah, I've never. I've Never always actually. been really tempted to. Yeah, I I did for a while, but it was like a um, it was like a limited time offer thing on my credit card, so I got like the premium, you know, like Grubhub Premium. Yeah, so well, I, I, I used I, it while it was while I, I had I it. Don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was uh, one of the things that. So I used to have a taco show uh, during like oh, you know, okay. the, the pandemic and stuff. So to remind people that Taco you, Tuesday was a thing. Were you reviewing tacos? Or I was, was making the... them. Oh, okay. And so even cooler That's was nice. is during the week is I would do like the small little prep videos where I showed you how I made oh, the protein nice. or the yeah, salsa yeah. or the. Mm-hmm. But then I would take all of those things that I made during the week and we would do an on air live thing where I'm making street tacos off That's of cool, the street man. to remind people it's like you know Taco Tuesday is a thing. But it was from that experience that I'm just like you. If I'm not entertaining, if I'm not educating, you know, I mean, there's like, there's three main points to everything I'm doing. It's like, dude, I either need to be here to help bring my community up, which, you know, is by Mm -hmm. giving them education, but also giving them entertainment. So it's like all three points is I need to educate, I need to entertain, and I need to support my community. And so as we started developing the show, which came after that, those are our three points. So you're saying like, cool. hey, I got to go back and do this for my community. It's like, bro, we get you. That's yeah, all I was yeah. like, dude, we can talk later about this. But yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, what's the alternative, you know? It's like dude. your community goes away if you don't support your community, man. So Killer Mike, so, I don't know if you knew who Killer Mike is. Yeah. It's all going to be Amazon and yeah, Google yeah. from here on dude, out. If we don't, gotcha. if we don't do something around. to like embed ourselves right. in yeah, our yeah. local yeah. business. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Killer Mike had a show on Netflix where I think it was only like six or so episodes. And one of the episodes he had, he was talking about his community and why he supports it the way he does now. He's, yeah. He was talking to like his one great uncle and, you know, he was just like, you know, all these kids are such assholes. Like, they, none of them come back to the neighborhood. They're not helping out. Like, they're such. With yeah. And his, his great uncle is just like, no. He's like, we messed up. 
we didn't make this place beautiful enough for you mm -hmm. to make you want to come back to make it even more beautiful. He's like, so we failed you. And he's just, Killer Mike's just like, fuck. He's like, here, I'm trying to place yeah. it. And he's like, no, it's my fault. And that's when he started buying, you know, businesses in his community and making it's it cool, like, man. dude. And so that's why I'm like, dude, bro, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, man. yeah. I'm all about that shit. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to, you know, indulge in that material thing, you know. But you can't take that shit with you. It's an experience. No, but I mean, um, to be able to make things happen like that. Oh, to bring it to fruition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Well, but so, I mean, from what I'm hearing is you got your education, thought about how screenwriting was cool. Here you are yeah. now an actor and a screenwriter. Yeah. And you, so I feel like yeah. you're the type of person, your focus is going to get you there, bro. I hope so. Yeah. So I got in, in the short fiction program and I flew out there, right? Santa Fe. First day. And it's like the classic new kid at school moment where you're like kicking rocks around out shit and on the outside, just kicking like around. a five year old. Just yeah, like, oh, like, oh, I don't have any friends. I don't know anybody here. But uh, so like unloaded all my stuff and then um, I met a, a old chunk of coal from Canada named Peter Brass, <laughs> and uh, he looked like a smoker, you know. So I was like, oh, that could be a fellow smoker. Hey, so bro. I just approached him, yeah. And I was like, hey, blah, 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 my name. Do you smoke? Yeah. We both stepped outside and we were smoking. And just getting to know each other, you know. As you, you should, breaking talking, bread. And talking, laughing. Do you think people that smoke have a certain aura about I them? I don't know, man. I just think. Like, what are you picking up on? It's kind of like real, a. Recognize like, real. Like a, like, a, like a lasciviousness, you know? Or like a. <laughs> Some sort of like sinister, like, like a sinister quality. I don't know, but I, he was, like I was drawn to just yeah, like yeah. twirling the see, mustache. I don't, see, I, yeah. I don't know if sinister is the right word, and sinister actually means left-handed, so I take offense. But uh, I'm also um, left-handed, though. But I'm a damn dude. Like I'm a damn It's more of a jovial. It's more of a rascal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, a rascal. I heard a ruckus. Yeah, yeah. I was just in my office, and I heard a ruckus. Yeah. So we, uh, the but I think like like <laughs> not knows really. like like likes like. That's what do real like, recognize real understanding when yeah, you on the mic, bro. We when can. you when you come across somebody who's well, That's who's of like mind in anything, really. Yeah, it's it, it was a special uh, moment. I mean, we're both like brothers now. When I met him in an instant, well, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And then we were smoking outside, and Migazi walked up from the fourteen ninety ones. So he was in the program a year ahead of me. So he was like senior. I was like fresh. Oh, fresh, so you actually freshy. went to school with these cats? Yeah, well, yeah. The one, that was the I, I, and I was in for the short fiction program. Okay, okay. And, uh, so Migazi smoked at that time. Thank God he's not smoking now. You can but, keep um, a shit straight so he can help write stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he walked up and, oh, I have a smoke with you guys. So I smoked and he was like, hey, what's your name? You know, that's a pretty good Migazi impersonation, by the way. <laughs> But um, but um, so he shook hands and I told him who I was and uh, <clears throat> and um, and he was like, "Oh, Gothier, do you know?" And he said my sister's name, and I was like, "Yeah, it's my sister." And he was like, "Oh, your sister and my sister got each other through Denver University Law School. They were like study buddies." Okay. And then yeah, law school's no joke, man. Yeah, they, yeah. they fucking hammer you. Yeah, yeah. 
And uh, so I was like, oh, that's cool. So we kind of immediately had something of a connection, you know. Nice, nice. So and he was like, what you're here for? And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good impression. <laughs> it, it, it sounds exactly like a. No, um, uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm short fiction here. And because we we're when we were smoking, we were doing probably what you guys do on this podcast. is just like the, zing, like the movie zings, you know? Yeah, it was right. back and forth. And it was like all of a sudden hey. we, knew, we knew that we like all watched the same kind of thing. Right, right, yeah, right. So then he was like, oh, short fiction, you should get into the screenwriting program with us, you know? Because he and Peter were in there. And I was like, okay. So I just changed my whole trajectory okay. over a conversation just because yeah right yeah but i had been looking at the on the website like the um screenwriting tab you know and i watched their video and shit and it looked really cool okay so i, I didn't feel any kind of apprehension my wife told me when i told her she was like i knew you were gonna do like i knew you wanted to do that you know so nice. yeah it was cool yeah so then um we did readings you know like uh, first year second year readings and hearing a screenplay read out loud is the worst, you know? <laughs> it's the worst, man, unless you have like a table read. It's like read. a deposition. Yeah, you unless you have, like, if you have like a table like read. monotone, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and she says, walk from the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you gotta have a table read, but I didn't want to put together a damn table read, like ask a bunch of people to read my shit. So I came up, I worked up this bit where, um, I said I was going to read them some new work and I have a, a um, what do they call it, clipboard? I have a clipboard, but it has like a pretty big ream of paper on it, you know, <laughs> like kind of more than it should be holding, you yeah, know? Yeah, right. Do you, I just yeah, see yeah, like yeah, the yeah. hinge is like, mm -hmm. ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty yeah. much falling out. So of I it. carry that up in a thing of water, a bottle of water, because everybody, that's everybody's thing. And like mid, well, you gotta, you gotta like mid, yeah, mid reading. It, it's the Dude, move. Sorry, it's I'm always gonna... the move, you know. Like mid read, they're like, <laughs> just makes it more suspenseful, right? Buying time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I went up there with this ream of paper. My idea was came from um, the new um, uh, National Lampoons. Nice. One that's just called Vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with the Chris Ed Applegate. Yeah, and and, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There were outtakes on the DVD, and uh, Chevy Chase did this thing with it. Um, it was like a curio cabinet in a corner, right? And there was a guitar in it, <laughs> and it was like this weird shaped piece, a corner thing. And he like opened the door, and he did this weird like reach around the door to grab the guitar, and he just like fumbled and. Think I can, and it just looked so awkward and funny. So I was like, I'm gonna try to do something like that. So I went up there and I was like, I got something new for you guys. I was just working on it in my room. I just printed it out. So just here we go. And then I look down and I'm like, oh no, this wait, no, this isn't it. So I start leafing through, you know. I think it's here. And then I take out the paper and the massive right. Yeah, yeah. So I fold it up and like put it under my arm. So I did that for like, till I had papers in my hat, <laughs> and my knees and shit. And then I was like, God damn, I can't find, I'm sorry guys, I can't find, hold on. <laughs> you're like stuffing yourself, like scares, like scarecrow style. And then you're like, oh wait, I gotta do the, I gotta do the water drink. So I could hear uh, Migazi laughing at that. <laughs> and um, so I, I 
he told me he always thinks about that when they had to recast Larry because Bobby Wilson was supposed to play Larry. Really? Yeah, but he got, um, I think he got into writer's room at Rutherford Falls. So now did your guys like literally reach out to you at that point? They're like, hey, you know what? We, we know the guy that's going to be good for this. Or like, how did you catch they, when? Yeah, Magazine sent me a, um, the sides or like um, the opening monologue, basically. Okay. The one where you're up there telling everybody Hello, like, yeah, we're going to yeah. talk about some really Hello. dark yeah, shit, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Hello, I am a Native American man. Yeah, dude, I love when you have, you have like the long yeah, hair the wig long and hair, shit, dude. the way you yeah, throw yeah. it. Because I do yeah, that because yeah. I'm bald as shit and I've been yeah, doing yeah. I throw that shit yeah, too yeah. like I'm freaking. I had a once great civilization of hair, but it's Hey, man, bald is beautiful, baby. It's gone now. It's all beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's because you're thinking so much. You've literally burned the follicles. I like, like to think that that's the case. Yeah, that's what. That's the shit that I say. You I know like what I mean? That. So I feel I you like on that. that. I'm, gonna, I'm so yes, intelligent. I'm, I'm just like burning mm -hmm. through it. I can't. Wow. So that's I still got a full head of hair. I, you said I just I'm just. Maybe you're just taking your time. Yeah. <laughs> He's the and tortoise. That's okay. He's like, that's okay. You can do that. Slow bro. and steady wins the race. <laughs> yeah. Dude, time and space is merely a construct. Well, it doesn't I've really hit my head exist. a lot. You know, we've. You, yeah. know, you don't know that, oh, okay. but we've, you know. Yeah, backstory. Uh, it's a running joke of 66 concussions. I mean, it's probably not that many, but it's a no, bunch. It's, it's not nearly <laughs> it's that many, but it's it's not so much that. It's the quality, not the quantity. <laughs> oh, okay. Of concussions. Of the, well, now happened. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Your your brain's nowhere near fully developed when you're three. And that's, that's kind of <laughs> right, when I started. Right. And um, well, Dude, and your, he was, your he was actually. is just formed around that time, I think. <laughs> So uh, yeah, the first time I remember was like three or four, and and he was actually around for the most you know, recent, good the worst though, one. Is you remember it? That's a good sign. That I, well, that I remember <laughs> much of anything, including my name. My memory is well, it's never it's been good. a habitual fear of empty barrels. Don't don't mess with. Yeah, um, <laughs> playing wow. around in a giant metal trash can is never a good idea. Well, yeah. as, as a three-year-old, no less. Especially yeah, the ones yeah. that were converted from 55-gallon like oil drums. <laughs> you sound like an adventurous little kid. He's I, still an I adventurous mean, little kid. That's cool. It's it's adorable. Adorable. It seemed it like it a is. good idea at the time. Is yeah, that yeah. like one of those last, you know, to like hold my beer kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Like, I don't know. It like, might have been your first one. At three. Hey, watch yeah. this. Yo, get quick, yo, get check get this out. We can both jump in there and then we'll like rock the thing and... And then what? I don't know. We'll yeah, see right. what happens. And then you fall on me and I bang my head twice against the freaking steel drum as it bounces. <laughs> yeah, gravity at work. Look at that. And then I woke up right. in the nurse's office. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I remember. I swear. How did I get in? I didn't. I don't know. Oh. I don't remember. It's convenient. <laughs> Well, so I like the fact that you got pulled in and then you kind of got a chance to, to put a little bit of you into the to the character. Yeah, Cause, I mean, definitely, man. I mean, that character is so expansive. I feel like whoever picks it up is going to have to. You uh, get to really have it up. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you got, like, you legit right, have it's, to. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot to juggle, though, too. I mean. Yeah, you get the whole story. You have to know the whole story. Yeah. And all the weird tangent things that it does you know like Dude, all we the, love like, the that's tangents. a magic word here. yeah yeah tangent. oh yeah we know we love we literally have a shirt that says i've already tangented on the back it says oh, i can't okay. tangent any further uh 
which is like a super troopers throwback because uh, it's like oh, I've yeah. already pulled over. I can't pull over any oh, further. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. So yeah. yeah, we've just that was our running joke because I love quoting super troopers because I think Broken Lizard is a hilarious troop. Oh yeah, some of the shit they put together, like Club Dread, the ultimate B rated C like rated hookup to like, dude. It's the dumbest movie ever, horror wise. Yeah. And it dude, it's hilarious. Bill Paxton's in that I think shit. I, yeah, I saw it once. Dude, it's in my collection. I, yeah, like, yeah. I love Broken Lizard. Dude, that, yeah. that's the great idea about about doing a script though in bullet points because like, not it's the, like a suggestion. Not the tangent tangents, but like the you know like like everybody's gonna put their own spin on it's it. It's free game for ad lib. The and improv like, play off the audience mm-hmm. and, and the fact that's that you true. guys. It's true. And that's not that like you don't just bring in another actor to do that, especially when you're playing like a, no, a yeah. pretty lead role I mean, like if we that. Can like, do it. Like you have to meld that new person with the family. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this is a no go. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's um, the way you guys play off each other. And, yeah, it's um, we're really fortunate to have the people involved that we do, and um, and I feel like there's a good um, structure up top that you know is keeping an eye on what this thing is and who's involved and. Um, I'm, I feel really taken care of. So um, at this moment, you know, like I'm in the pocket in my life, you know, I feel I look at it as like salad days right now. So um, I hope only onwards and upwards, you know. Well, because yeah, um, uh, when you guys go to, to Seattle, you're running the same cast and stuff. You're just using yeah, the new production crew for that, for yeah, that theater. Yeah, that's true. We, we're going to have, I, I look, I'm looking forward to working with a new crew. And um, because I mean, I feel like the script's uh, still kind of evolving a little bit. Or oh, there's always. Um, I feel like it's a a situation of like um, it's almost like the guys wrote this. It's beautiful and weird, and not <laughs> what's on stage. You know. Um, okay. Okay. But it's its own document thing that's very we adhere very closely to. It's almost um, the Bible for the show in a sense. Yeah, yeah, it's like right, a show right. Bible. Sure, you could say that. But, um, manifesto. Yeah. yeah. A manifesto, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a fiasco. Standard operating <laughs> procedures. Yes. The SOP manual. The SOP. <laughs> Hold yes, on. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need a second. I got to. Yeah. Did you, yeah, page, yeah. Did you page, try turning it off and turning it back on? Did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure it's plugged in? <laughs> You, know, you, you got to hit and hold the power button. Yeah. Yes. Five seconds. Make sure it completely shuts off before yeah. you Is the light blinking or is it steady? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's your what's your favorite part of the whole production at this point? Man, I think, honestly, right now, I like the rant. Because I get my own spotlight and I just get to go like tear through that text. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you get a couple was, of really good monologues. That was bro. not written. That that was spoken into my phone. And then <laughs> so I was it's kind of like you just memorize you just, it. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. But it is if if you listen to the whole thing and you break it down in segments, it the whole thing does make sense. Yeah, it does. It's just so all over the place that. But that's how people. Talk. Express themselves. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, like yeah. So it's like a four. I, I can do it in like three minutes and forty seconds if I just fucking hit the throttle. On yeah, it, right. You know, because I've rehearsed it so many times. 
that I did time trials and shit. Okay. So I was like, if I speed well, up in this part, it'll buy like, me three seconds. Because you, know? you got to deal with like timing and stuff. Because if you yeah. all of a sudden you get that cue from the side it's where it's big, like, we need an extra few, you're just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's a rarity. I've only had that happen a couple times. Because if you have a good machine of a show that has buy-in from the backstage and and the actors are all sort of in their, you know, in their gear, then you shouldn't have to stretch. Or You're right. The well, show dude, will just fill what it's supposed to. From the from the first show, which was opening night that I got to mm-hmm. see, to this one, you can mm-hmm. definitely see that there was like that much more of a progression. Which sure. dude, I would say with uh, with Wicca was the on the first one, he couldn't freaking get the the one leaf blower to turn off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like he's like, yeah, take take your time. Like that's literally yeah, yeah. not in the script. Yeah, but you so guys, funny. just yeah, you yeah. make that quick little mm-hmm. improv, keep shit rolling, and yeah, just, yeah. James Ryan, she, James Ryan. Is a um, is like a comedy um, fusion rod, you know. He just kind of fucking emanates this comedic presence in the room. Um, <laughs> when he's eating the when cake he's with on. his feet up on the table, yeah, well, yeah. When he's when he wants to, when he turns it on, he is a pretty powerful comedic performer. Dude, he's and, got a great uh, uh, presence about yeah, him. Yeah. I mean, he's also the other giant, night. But. The other night, he told me, and it it made me laugh. Because he was seeing um, agents and stuff, and he said, one of them told him, "Well, you're like an Asian Ryan Reynolds," and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> that dude, is that, so that's, good. That's a nice compliment. Yeah, that's yeah. a hell of a compliment. Yeah, I would take that. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude, we had uh, we had Larry Hankin, who was um, uh, Mr. Heckles on Friends, and I called oh, him okay. the White Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been in more yeah, shit yeah. than Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he was Kramer." He yeah, played, he played, Kramer. He played yeah, the other Kramer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bizarro Kramer, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is, uh, I'm, do, do we have, we got com and directionsinmusic.org. Yeah. So you can yeah. get GEM, I&I at either of those at directionsinmusic.org or at itystudios.com as well as Philly D, PHI, is that what they sound like right now? Yeah, PHI, double L-Y-D at either one of those as well as Miss JD. Give Yeah, because you got your now it's speak up though all three of us at the humans yes oh yeah h-u-m-a-n-s don't rely on my spelling do the humans the humans t-h-e-h-u-m-a-n-s-s at itystudios.com but yeah no uh this has been i'm telling you uh i'm philly d Miss Gemini. Clickety clack a fact check of Miss D. Judd. Judd. <laughs> yeah, and uh, family is always uh, be good to yourself, be good to everything else. Much love. Peace. Yeah, Peace. Peace. Peace out. What are you still doing here? You're still here? Go home. <laughs>